All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Adventures in Injury Prevention, Safely Exploring Utah's Great Outdoors. I am Jamie Troyer. I'm one of the Injury Prevention and Outreach Coordinators with the University of Utah Health. Hi, this is Ruth Braga. I am also an Injury and Trauma Prevention Coordinator at the University of Utah Health. My name is Emma Jane. I am the Injury Prevention and Outreach Coordinator for St. Mark's Hospital. Hi everyone, my name is Lindy Karchner and I am the Trauma Outreach and Education Coordinator for Primary Children's Hospital. And I'm Teresa Brunt and I'm the Injury Prevention and Trauma Outreach Coordinator at Indian Mountain Medical Center. And we're excited today to have two very special guests with us. Um, we're here to talk about motorcycle safety. So I have Dan Terry, he's the Motorcycle Education Program Manager for Salt Lake Community College. Yes, right, okay. And we have Alex Young, who's a writer coach. And I'm way excited to have them. I um, had my boys took this class several years ago, and um, I come from a family of writers, so I'm just pretty passionate about safety and all things riding, being out there and ride safely. So to start this off, <laughs> do you want to give us just kind of background? Why, why did I pick on you? <laughs> well, writer education is one of the major um, tools, if you will, in preventing in preventing uh, injuries, accidents, and fatalities of motorcyclists. And so if we just use statistics alone, 92% of all fatals out there have not been trained. So if, if more people would get trained, we might have a few less statistics to to rely on, okay? Um, I, I think you reached out to our program because um, of the high numbers of fatals and accidents last year and the year before, and we're starting off the same way this year. So the medical field is concerned. I know the motorcycle rider ed program is concerned. The dealerships are even concerned, okay? Because a dead customer doesn't come back, so. Well, I thought it was kind of funny. Actually, it wasn't funny, but I was like, oh, that first, we've had such a harsh winter. That first weekend that it was finally warm and I'm outside and everyone's wearing their motorcycle gear. They've got helmets and jackets on. And I mentioned that to Dan and he goes, oh, just wait, they'll lose it once it warms up. And I was like, oh, but it just, you know, yeah, it kind of makes me sad because we do, we have seen a, an, an increase in motorcycle um, trauma for sure. And so it's like, oh, I just wish that they would remember to wear that gear. So Alex, why do you do this? Why, why, why do you take the effort to try to teach how to ride safely? Well, I, I care about my fellow riders. I really do. Um, I would love to see less fatalities. I would love to see zero fatalities. Mm -hmm. um, I've been there. I've crashed my motorcycle. I've been there. Fortunately, I've been basically uninjured. So I'm not saying that's the rule. It's the exception, but I'll yeah. count myself lucky. Yeah. 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 It's some, um, it, yeah. Are we, <laughs> what, what am I trying to say is that if you if you even just in in the class when you teach it, I'm going to try to make this make sense. You know, if I don't, it's the, it's the middle of summer. It's July. It's August. I want to go for a ride. I don't want to be bogged down with all that that gear and riding gear. Is I always feel like at least wear the helmet. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when you when you have students in your class, how do you help promote that importance of the safety gear? Well, if we're talking about warm weather, chasing people so they stop wearing gear, um, folks, the wind dehydrates you quickly, okay? Mm -hmm. If you have a proper gear, it doesn't dehydrate you as bad. You can last a lot longer riding, okay? If it's vented properly, you actually get the evaporative cooler effect from your sweat that keeps you cool if you're wearing gear. Mm -hmm. If you're not wearing gear, it just wicks away with the wind and, and evaporates so quickly, it does not give you any cooler effect. Mm -hmm. So then you're getting sunburned and getting dehydrated. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Do you require that they, do they have to wear full gear when they come to the class? Okay. For driving around on the range like we do, we allow them to wear long sleeve shirt, long sleeve pants or full pants okay. that cover everything. Over yeah. the ankle footwear. Over the ankle footwear, okay. gloves, helmet, eye protection. Okay, that's required for the class. Okay. Um, I always bring my gear. Here's what I use yeah. to keep me <laughs> yeah. safe. Okay. Yeah. That other, type of thing. The other example I always give is most people I know have four or five different jackets to get them yeah. through winter. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere else they think they only need one motorcycle jacket. I've got like five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't wear the same jacket in July, I wear in April. Yeah. I think people talk about cost, right? So like range of gear when you're talking good gear, because I always think, okay, everybody can buy cheap stuff all the time, right? But it's not going to last as long and it's not going to be as effective. But I'm sure that people are going to talk about costs. That's going to be a huge issue. So I don't know if you guys have ranges or think about that of different things you need for different times. Um, my friend, it was like 35 degrees. It was warm enough to ride. That was his thought process. Um, 25 degrees. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as long as as long as the roads are dry, dry, yeah. Okay, and the parking lots are not frozen over. Yeah. Okay, then it's warm enough to drive. Yeah. Or ride. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's your number. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and there are people who say thirty-five and up. Others say if the roads are dry. Okay. Yeah. I did that for years and years and years. The roads are dry. I'm going to ride, mm -hmm. which I did, and found myself from time to time stuck in some pretty inclement weather. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Call Mama at home and say, "Hey, dear, you got to come get me because <laughs> I'm not riding this in six inches of snow." Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so it it, it happens. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking. Most of the riders don't come out until the temperatures get over 50 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have a weekend like we did last weekend where it's just one right after the other injury. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. So they do a ski and swap at the end of the year. Did, is there ever a place you can go to exchange, like say my child now is wearing a size bigger? Is that just classifieds or... <laughs> word of mouth <laughs> a lot of it is just classifieds and word of mouth there yeah. there isn't any specific spot that will take it yeah yeah and one little thing on that same question is that might be okay to swap out maybe that type of gear but never a helmet because if that lindy you correct me if i'm wrong i know primaries is pretty big on that if that helmet's been in a crash it's done it's done you don't yeah. use it for one same crash. thing with car seats Yes. Yeah. That, okay. Think of it this way. A helmet is an eggshell. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many times can you drop an egg? Once. <laughs> once. Okay. It's a good analogy. <laughs> I can pick it once. up. Yeah. I'm not that fast to catch it again. Yeah. Well, besides that, it's, it's damaged yeah. the, mm -hmm. the shell. Yeah. So it's not going to protect you anymore. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. What about basic rules of the road? If you were to, we, we try to hope that maybe this podcast reaches people coming into the state. What are you, you're now in Utah. What are some of the rules that I need to know that might be particular to Utah? We don't, we, okay. unfortunately our helmet law is. is oh. Anybody 18 or over does not have to have a helmet. Okay, we do not agree with that. Let me just make that statement. I don't either, but I don't make the laws. Right. Neither do you. So right. have to live with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, the tiered licensing that Utah has is kind of unique. So if they didn't have their license when they their endorsement for a motorcycle when they came to Utah, they're going to have to deal with the tiered licensing. Okay, mm -hmm. meaning the size bike you test on is kind of the category size that you're going to be stuck with. Mm -hmm. the categories for the state of Utah are 650 and up. Okay, 649 to six or to 250. One, 
249. Okay. And then anything under that, I forget what category they make that, but it's 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 also limited. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of unique in the state of Utah. Uh, the lane filtering that we currently have going on in the state um, started about three years ago. That no one understands. Um, just, I'm going to say this, aren't right? I? Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> I might make the state angry. They They did a really poor job of advertising it and educating the public. Mm -hmm. Okay, the public still views the motorcycle that's going in between cars parked traffic lights yeah. okay as a hostel yeah okay that law is designed to any roadway where the speed is 45 or under okay and there are two lanes going in the same direction not counting a turn lane okay two lanes going in the same direction the motorcycles can come up through the middle they're not allowed to go over five miles an hour. Either five or ten. Anyway, they're supposed to go slow. Mm -hmm. They don't. But anyway, they're supposed to go slow, go to the front of the line, basically, and then get out of traffic. The purpose of that is to get them out of the congested traffic. Right. Yeah. That's down on the motorcycle sandwich crashes. Right. Yes. But it has That's, to be at a stoplight, right? Like it has to be has traffic to be stop. at a stoplight. And then the it motorcycle has the right of way to go into traffic first. Correct. Yes. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> when you use the word hostile, I'm like, whoa, but that's, I'm not, you're not going to get in front of me. One of the other rider coaches had hot coffee thrown on and out of the driver's window. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, I, wow. I've seen them do all kinds of things. Literally pull their car over as you're coming. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Open a door as you're yeah. coming. I've seen them do pretty bizarre stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, me and mine, I don't do that, period. I just sit in traffic. Of course, I ride a bigger, wider bike. Mm -hmm. And I booted you, didn't it? No, it didn't oh. booty. We're still good. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ride a bigger, wider bike. And so I'm not so inclined to try to meander up through these. Yeah. I, I just well, don't do it. The scary thing is Utah is number one for road rage incidents yes. in the country. Number one. It's not what we want to be known for number one as, but I think that's where it gets bad is that's where, I mean, we all know that merging is yeah. like going through the gauntlet in the state of Utah. We talked about this, like the zipper yeah. is actually a law, like zipper merge is actually a law that people should be following, but it's the same, should be, should be yes, yeah. keyword should be, yeah. but I think it's the same thing when they, when we talk about the lane filtering, especially is obviously I've seen people do it on a road that's greater than 45. Uh, but to me, I'm like, if you're getting out of traffic, I don't care. But I also have educated on what lane filtering is and yeah. the purpose of it. And you see them doing it on the freeway. It's not yes. legal. We're not in California. We're not in California. It freaked me out in California. Let me just tell you. It's not <laughs> so, lane splitting. Yeah. Okay. And the state of Utah is, until we educate the public, we already have more than we can endure. Yeah. We're heading into our third year with that law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And I know, like I said, we, I know we try and talk about it on the hospital mm -hmm. side and all of our injury prevention folks love to talk about it, but that, uh, that doesn't reach everybody. And so, yeah, I think it definitely needs to be more widely advertised. Maybe we need to get our zero fatalities folks. To on do that. That. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read an interesting study on lane filtering out of, I think it was British Columbia a couple of years back. If just one in four car drivers switched to motorcycles in a downtown metro area, oh, rush hour traffic would be gone because yeah. of plane filtering. Yeah. So it's like it actually benefits the car drivers too. And I think, yeah. again, they see it as the competition, the gauntlet, mm -hmm. the, the conquest for glory on the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm going to go back to you talk about the Utah laws. But if somebody's just visiting here, like riding through with a motorcycle, they're, they're coming through the Grand Canyon or like our lovely roads. Um, and maybe they get pulled over, do they still have to have some sort of endorsement for motorcycle, depending on the state they're from? Yeah. Like they don't have to meet Utah standards, right? No, they don't have to meet Utah standards. As a matter of fact, reciprocity 
right. happens yeah. across yeah. the country. Yeah. Okay. If if let's say I moved from Texas to Utah, mm -hmm. if I had an endorsement in Texas, I come to Utah and endorse for any motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, there are some states that have three wheel hangups. Okay. Okay. So unless you've been through their three-wheel program, you cannot ride a three-wheel, including a endorsed rider for a motorcycle. So let's say I've been riding for, say I moved to Washington. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> if I moved to Washington. Yeah. Okay. I've been riding since the 60s. Uh -huh. I teach motorcycle rider ed and three-wheel. Okay. Yeah. And have done for years, I would have to take their program and get their endorsement for a three wheel up there, hmm. period. Okay. So there are a few exceptions like that, but they're seldom. They're but not, not Utah. Utah, we're good. You're visiting yeah. here as long as you have an endorsement from your state. Correct. We're good to go. All right. Um, insurance is mandatory. Okay. Okay. If you don't have insurance, um, that's expensive fine and can be a jail term too. So yeah. And what about if I'm on a dirt bike and I come off my dirt trail and I'm heading to the road? I gotta go to the set and get my pickled. <laughs> is it licensed for the road? No. No, you but can't. I need the big gulp. <laughs> Have a nice walk. <laughs> okay, you're not or to take the risk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it's I think it's a felony or something. Well, like so that. what yeah. what does it take to road license a dirt bike? Do you guys know the answer to that? And what what do they need? It would have to have all the safety That's stuff, it. turn signals, headlight, yeah. with high and low beam, yeah. brake okay. lights, tail lights, and a side stand. Okay. Okay. It has to have a side stand. Okay. Tell me because again, I'm not a big motorcycle. So side stand is so what? you can lean the bike on so, the stand okay. when you're off of it. Do they not have jump? The dirt bikes don't have a regular Most side dirt stand? bikes don't have okay. a side stand. They beat them against the tree when they're out in the woods. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they have no way of leaning them against anything. You wouldn't want to try to rely on a side stand out there in the muck anyway. That's true. Because it wouldn't hold anything. Yeah. Okay. And it's just one more thing to get caught on stuff. Mm -hmm. So they don't, put, they don't put them on there. Yeah. Last time I saw my cousin try and drive a dirt bike up a tree, and have her back foot caught in the back wheel. I think when I was a teenager is the last time I was ever near or on a dirt bike. <laughs> so yes. that's why I ask. Side by sides, four wheelers, I'll get on those all day. But yeah, the dirt bikes, let's stay away from. Yeah. Yes. Of course, I don't <laughs> do dirt bikes anymore either because I'm too old and fragile. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I used to ride out in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and a whole other different set of safety gear, thinking that it is a whole different so different set. helmet ratings for dirt bikes versus yes. road bikes, right? Different, 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 different Everything. all the way around. Yeah. The armor is different, uh complete different needs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's it's just different. Well, my focus today was to was really truly mainly on the road, like mm -hmm. I say, because that's just kind of a whole a yeah. whole different topic for <laughs> dirt bike safety yeah. but, but just because we're in utah you know got to think about <laughs> yeah, that as well know. especially yeah. down southern utah and even now yeah yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. a lot of the land that we used to dirt bike on up here mm -hmm. is oh, gone. Yeah. yeah definitely yeah. gone gone yeah yeah for sure There's where i used to ride my horse and ride the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Years ago. Are now it's condos? Yes. High density housing. <laughs> All over Traverse Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That whole thing never had a home on it at all. Period. Mm -hmm. I remember those days. I grew up in Utah. So uh, I remember when there was nothing there. The old Luda Maker event that went on there oh, yeah. here <laughs> forever and ever. Yeah. Okay. Used to go to the old water park that used to be down there. Yeah. So. Well, the scars are I'm still on the mountain for the water park. Yeah. Existed. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. My, and, uh, you guys, um, yeah, I was going to say, you ladies have, you have any. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say that's what I was asking is if you guys had any questions. Yeah. Um. So, I'm just curious on not a motorcycle person, also, but very uneducated on the subject. But if you were to have, 
issues like on the freeway what's the safest way to like pull over or get to the side where like pulling off to the side of the freeway in a car is dangerous in an emergency situation i imagine it's much more dangerous on a bike what are like things you can do to like mitigate that danger or the risk of if you were to have like a breakdown or something and have to pull over well if you have to pull over okay you obviously want to find the clearest path to get there okay once you're there stay between your motorcycle and the off-road not between your motorcycle and the road okay it's not going to do you any good to sit in on your bike to avoid problems because they tell you drivers to stay in your car buckled in mm -hmm. okay it's not going to do you any good on a motorcycle so get off watch traffic carefully because that's your threat right eyes up watching for traffic because if they're going to hit your bike no matter how much money you've paid for it, no matter how much you like it bail over that wall yeah, yeah. you want to be out of there you don't want to be there if something happens so you're off the bike this i mean yeah you're in the middle roads here you're not like obviously traffic that makes sense yeah and i think we've talked about this before yeah. just reminding everybody that when you get pulled over you pull over to the right to the right even if you're in the left lane pull your way over to the right that is the safest for any vehicle when you're getting pulled over we've had the the highway patrol over on here and making sure that people are aware pull to the right pull to the right pull to the right yep. yes pull to the right I'd even now, if you have an exit, you okay. know, get off the exit now, if you now, can. But there are times, yeah. Okay, a motorcyclist fairly recently had a uh, a lockup on his bike. Okay, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, whether it was motor or transmission rear end, doesn't matter. It locked up, so he just skidded off. But he was in the far left lane. You're not going to go across. No, right, to get to the right. Well, yeah, no. Okay. And so there are times when you would have to be over there. Yeah. I'm like, if you're getting pulled over by an officer, yeah. go right. Go to the yeah. right. Obviously, if you can get yeah. off the freeway, if you're having problems. But yeah, in that case, you just get to Take, the safest place. Get to the safest place you can. Yeah. Okay. So, go over the wall. <laughs> and you do definitely want to keep make sure that you are looking at traffic that's coming to you don't turn your back to them period period don't turn your back to them they're on hazard flackers if you got them if you yeah. have a park light feature on the bike turn it to the park light feature um the same for runners on the roadway <laughs> don't run your back to traffic yeah 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 i feel like that is one that people will never get nope. <laughs> I, I think they think bicycles, though. I mean, bicycles, they treat, they teach you to ride like with, with traffic, traffic and because you're with, traffic. Traffic. with traffic and you're not supposed to be on the sidewalk with a bicycle. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> but that's different. If you're out jogging, okay, you need to be running with traffic coming to you, not behind you. Yes. I, years ago, I was, when I was working patrol, I had to investigate an accident where this little gal was 25 feet off of the roadway through the other side of the ditch. Oh, wow. goodness. Walking yeah. with her Walkman on, okay? Yeah. And Grandpa Jones, it's not his name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Vapor lock, passed out something behind the wheel off the road and hit her from behind. Oh, goodness. She didn't have a clue it was coming, yeah. nothing. Okay. Yeah. And she wakes up and she's looking I? at me, going, Oh, my heavens. What happened? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going, Well, first off, this <laughs> take, is take the walkman out of your ear. This <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Second off, you were walking with your back to traffic. She says, I was off the road. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, <laughs> anyway. I'll get off my sofa. <laughs> I'm impressed she woke up. Yeah, so. Ruth says, yeah. And definitely, she, Ruth says she's impressed she woke up. Yeah. 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 
mostly because she was totally relaxed when she got hit. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. She just Not flew through the all. air and landed <laughs> over in the weeds. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. Broke both her legs. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she had a bunch of bumps and scrapes and bruises. But yeah. other than that, poor little gal. I felt sorry for her because she thought she was safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes me think because when I, the route I walk my dogs, when I walk home a certain way, I'm on the sidewalk, but my back's traffic coming that direction. Because that's, that's the way I have to walk home. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think about that with like kids riding their bikes, even on the sidewalks to school. I see it every day. Take a different route. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I take my dog for a run. Yeah. Okay, I ride the bike. Because I cross at the crosswalk. I'm trying to be good. I cross at the crosswalk, yeah. but then the rest of the way home is actually with traffic two blocks, and then I turn into my neighborhood. But but I do that. Yeah. I, I go four blocks out of my way yeah. to make sure I don't run with... At least I can hear a motorcycle. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I hear if they're coming. Maybe. Your earbuds are Most thin. of the time. Maybe, because my bike, you're not going to hear. Nope. There are electric bikes out there too. You're not going to hear quiet. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of quiet bikes out there. You won't hear. Mm -hmm. They're just as quiet as the typical yeah. car. I think that's what scares me with lane filtering sometimes is I don't hear them. And all of a sudden I hear them right here. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. And that's why we need to be paying more attention at, at a stop mm -hmm. at mirrors and looking around. Yeah. Being observant. That's a good note, though, because I think a lot of people focus on, oh, I'll be able to hear a bike if it's coming up, so maybe I don't need to check. No. But knowing, again, that they're still, that they're getting quieter, you're not going to hear them. Next time you're, on, rely on, next time you're on the roadway going somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And there's suddenly a siren right next to you. How come you didn't hear the siren? Is it not loud enough? You know, <laughs> our EMS folks ask that all, all the time. Because yeah. you're out running the siren. Yeah. Okay. Siren is not as far in front of you as you think yes. it is. Yeah. Okay. That's what rear view mirrors are for. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> be observant of what's going on around you. That might be a novel idea. Yeah. Checking that rear view mirror all the time. So I, my question, that answer your question, Emma Jane, we good? Just don't get in trouble. Just like get off the freeway. Anyway, but yeah, just don't don't break down on the freeway. Just don't break down on the freeway. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> Think somewhere you're else. Good, and you're taking care to like look at your bike before you get on it. Yeah, you yeah. can cut that, down ninety plus percent of that. T clock or whatever it was. Yeah, pre check. Yeah, absolutely. Check. Yeah, it's your pre ride check. Pre ride check. Yep, and I think so, I think people get lax with that. What I is your yesterday. Yeah. I don't have to check it today. What is your but... pre-ride check? So let's yeah. throw that out. People are like starting to starting out or maybe like, again, what if you rent a motorcycle and you just decide you're going to drive it? If you're yeah. renting a motorcycle, you should be you riding. not T-clock it. <laughs> yeah. So what is your checklist? You. Like think, what, is, what are people yeah. going to check? Tires. Okay. Are they in good shape? Yeah. Are they full of hair? Are they properly inflated? Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? And same for cars, maybe a little less in the yeah. winter, a little more, you know, depending on. Well, you say, I don't have yeah. to say this. Well, tires are mounted on wheels. Check those too. If it's cast wheels, look for cracks. If they're spoke yeah. wheels, they need to be tight. Yes. Great this should actually be attached to the wheel for some strange reason. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's asking way too much. That's, like, whatever. <laughs> that's the T. The C is the control. So the throttle. Yeah. That one is a big one. Make sure it's going to snap off if you let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, clutch cable looks good. Front brake lever, all that. There's fluid in the brake reservoir. Foot controls, all the wires come out. The handlebars look in good shape. L for lights and mirrors. So turn on the key, shine the lights, make sure all the lights are working. Those hazard flashers in case you had to pull off the road. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Then O for oil and other fluids. That lock up. Yeah. Maybe he should have checked his oil. Wouldn't that have been yeah. novel? <laughs> Make sure you have oil in it. It's yeah. a really cool thing about most motorcycles these days. They have sight flash. You don't even have to get oil on your fingers. There's a little yeah. window mounted in the bottom of the crankcase. Show the oil yeah. yeah. You don't even have to get oil on your fingers like the old days. Oh, yeah. You just look at it. It's got oil. 
the, the other C chip. Uh, the other C was the chassis. Chassi. So look at the frame. If any of the welds are starting to look a little cracked or old, uh, if any of the bolts have gotten loose, I show bikes are cool. But you yeah. know, if you take a welder's paint pen and just mark the head of the bolt and the frame, it's real simple. You look, those lines stop lining up, stop riding, let's go get that retorqued. Yeah. Awesome. And then clock ended with that. See, clock, yes. Yeah. Presumably they had chain in there, but. Uh, well, it yeah. does have an S on the end if you want it for stance. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's side stance because the yeah. screen should hold that up against the frame. Yes, yeah. If that starts yeah. falling down at 70 miles an hour, bad juju is about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. speaking of bad juju, I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden there's the guy in front of these kickstand is now on the road. But how do I navigate around that object? That happens all the time. Like people dropping stuff in the road. On a motorcycle? On a motorcycle. Deadly. <laughs> you know? Can truly. be, yes. Yeah. Um, if at all possible, if you're paying attention, you're going to see it developing. Okay. okay? If, I hate that word. If. If you're paying attention, you're going to see it developing. Mm -hmm. When it happens, find your exit route. Always keep an escape path. In. An escape path, yeah. Always keep an escape path. Whether it's an, I'm not going to, I almost said the idiot word, whether it's a person in front of you that cuts you off or that's whatever that's, it is. I mean, like, yeah, my husband will tell you, he tries to die every day going to yeah. and from work on his bike just because. People aren't watching out for him. And, I, I try know. not to die every day. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> riding from the office to here on my motorcycle. Okay. There were several people, the kind souls that don't care or didn't look. Just or, don't, they don't look. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter what their motivation is. What matters was is, okay, you can have the lane all yeah okay yeah but if you're not paying attention to what's going on around you yeah i mean yeah where are you so speaking of that just like hydroplaning in a car or starting to lose control in a bike uh you know especially if you haven't experienced a crash or maybe it's been a long time since you've taken a class of reminding how do i go through this huge puddle or if i'm starting to lose control best options slow down yeah Hopefully you're wearing you your there. helmet. Before you get there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Slow down. Uh-huh. All right. Don't do any abrupt changing while you're going yeah, through. I think that's the yeah. hardest. No yeah. abrupt changes. Okay. Period. Left to its own devices, a motorcycle can go by itself for a long time. Long yeah. time. Yeah. You can yeah. watch them. There's people, there's there's videos of crashes where the rider gets pulled off the bike literally, boom, boom, and it stands itself back up and starts going because the gyroscopic effect of the wheels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Use yeah. it as your friend, not your enemy. Yeah. yeah. The bike is going to take care of you if you allow it to. Now, mm -hmm. if you start doing anything abruptly, yeah, you don't like this feeling. Mm -hmm. Too bad. So sad. Yeah. Slow down before and you don't have the problem. Yeah. Okay. So that fight or flight's going to kick in. And yeah, so it does. Just, just don't do anything abruptly. Mm -hmm. Just ride it out. Yeah. Okay. So hey, I have a question. I say yeah. mine is to, to Lindy. I have one for you too, but you go. Oh, great. Well, you've stressed the importance of having a motorcycle endorsement. What does that um what does that process look like? Like if I was a brand new motorcycle rider, how would I go about that class? What's the time commitment? Is there a um, financial commitment? Yeah, basic rider course is $260. Okay. Um it takes two days. There's a, a an online e-course you have to do in advance. That takes about five hours to get it done. And so you're a couple of days at six hours a piece on the range and five hours for the e-course. Okay. When you're done with the class, you'll get a completion card that you can take to driver's license division. They will waive your skills test at driver's license division. Once you pass their written test, they'll give you an endorsement. For whatever size bike you were riding for your test. We talked about that already. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did I answer your question, Lindy? Yes, thank you. Okay. All right. And Ruth, I saw you had a question. 
Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm just wondering after a helmet, what's the next most important piece of protective gear that you should have? All of recommend. You've got to cheat. If you're beginning and you've got to cheat, most beginner riders are going to have low speed tip overs as their number one incident, yeah. right? So most people, if they trip, what do they try to do? Reach out their hand and catch yeah. themselves. So yeah. buy good motorcycle gloves that have the slide guards near the bottom of your palm. So yeah. when your hand hits the pavement at you know four or five miles an hour, it will slide rather than catching and having that fun wrist snap that I'm sure you guys deal with a lot. Yeah, road rash. And good ankle protecting footwear, not just covering the ankle footwear like a Converse All Star or a tennis shoe. Something good, stiff leather boot that will protect your ankle if that bike lands on it. Good stiff sole, because usually the sole of the boot's what's holding the bike up, so it's not actually like laying on your bones and joints. Yeah, I love watching people ride in flip-flops and shorts. Yeah. And oh. I think at least you have a helmet on, so but when we clean that road rash, it's not going to feel good. And you I lost your toes. I, right. I want to repeat that. <laughs> and from the nursing side to have to, because they always task the nurse to go clean up oh, yeah. the road rash. It's There's only so yeah. much topical lidocaine you can put on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Well, so, no, and, and at that point, if you're cruel like I am, you'd say, well, you should have thought about the pain before you yeah before you did that did that without any gear on <laughs> yeah of course now no i have to add this you still get friction burns inside of the gear yes okay yeah. and so you still have similar to road rash but it doesn't have gravel in it anymore. yeah 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 okay you get that tattooing effect from the gravel <laughs> yeah. which we've all seen i had a yes. cool brand from one of my crashes when the snap on my jacket sleeve got so hot it burned me Oh, yeah. he's sipping across the road. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I think it had to be red hot. Yeah, I burned myself on enough hot metal. I <laughs> so now, Lindy, my my this is my dedication because obviously I don't deal with pediatric patients. Definitely by choice, love them, but don't want to take care of them. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like last Saturday, my neighbors riding around the block on his bike, on his motorbike, no helmet, with his kids in front, two little kids in front of him. What kind of advice could I give him other than inappropriate advice? And okay. in, in why, yeah. All right. Yeah. The law says the individual has to be old enough and large enough to sit in their own seat. No, they were not. To sit yeah. in their own seat. Uh -huh. And they have to have a helmet. No. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but stupid is as stupid does, okay? Don't put your little ones on the bike if there isn't a seat for them that they fit into and they can hold themselves on and they have proper gear. Like not their summer dress as you put them on for a ride around the neighborhood. No. Because as we talked about earlier, where do most crashes happen? Okay. And... <laughs> And two years ago, we had a fatality mm -hmm. of a nine-month-old. Okay. Why? Because of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't even imagine having to live through that mm -hmm. and know that I had killed my own little one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lindy, what do you say when you see folks coming into the ER, kids that you know, and parents as education when that yeah. happens. I think it's really difficult to educate in the moment of crisis. Yeah. Um, I don't think people are ready in that moment to receive information. I think they are number one, trying to survive the next moment. Um, I think um, I think the best time is to prevent this from happening. And so the community campaigns and everything else that have gone out, I think, I don't think that there would be a parent in the world that would do something like this with the intention of harming their child. No. But I do think that people forget that bad things happen, even when you're just riding around on a bike in your neighborhood. 
So I think the I think the biggest stress for me would be to educate that person in a quiet, respectful way and not in a accusatory, you're gonna kill your kid way, um, but maybe sharing some information that we have. Um, it's hard. I don't think I don't think that conversation ever is an easy conversation. I think it's one that has to be done very tactfully, but it's because you're advocating for the child. And I think that's what should drive your um, conversations. Yeah, I see that even with like little scooters. Uh, my neighbors have the little tiny scooters that they ride around on. And I go out there and I'm like, nobody, not even dad's wearing a helmet. You guys are in your flip flops. And my injury prevention heart is just breaking <laughs> because again, we talked about yeah. that most, most crashes happen within a mile of, from home. Mm -hmm. So thinking that you're in your neighborhood and nothing is going to happen because you're just driving around the cul-de-sac, um, is a little naive. So a little, yeah, just a little naive, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that reminder that crashes happen close to home. You know, I, I think that's an interesting point, too, because my dad, when I started getting old enough to start riding ATVs, mm -hmm. said, you're not going to ride ATVs without a helmet. And then he stopped. And the next day he came in and he said, I'm going to go helmet shopping with you because I realize I haven't been wearing my helmet. Yeah, yeah. example is huge. So it is huge. wear your helmet. Tell your kids to wear their helmet and start building that, that safety in right off the bat. Yeah. Reason why I like Wayne. There, I do love it. Yeah, you see people that do have, you know, whoever sitting on the back of their bike, if it's a kid, even a bicycle, yeah. and kids wearing a helmet, but parents not, or yeah. the adult on the bike yeah. is not. Or they are our example. Yeah. They've been riding for years and years and haven't crashed. They started getting complacent. Mm -hmm. My two daughters got busted by their dad for posting something on Facebook or social media, Be, just being silly girls down in St. George at college, you know, on their bike with no helmets. And yeah, he wasn't happy. <laughs> I think they lost the bike for a little bit. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like I say, it's, it's fun. You want to be laughing and having a good time. But then the reality is that, you know, you have the tragedy of a death or an injury. I was going to throw one more thing out there. When you say it costs $260 to take this class, right? Right. Okay, folks, what's the average hospital bill you would say <laughs> yeah. for a motorcyclist? A trauma activation? Yeah. Oh my heaven. Thousands. We're talking about thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Well, even I think a ticket, how much does a ticket cost if you don't have the endorsement or you don't have that? I don't know anymore. It used to be a hundred bucks. Yeah. When I was working patrol, it was a hundred dollars. Yeah. But I, I don't know what it is now. Yeah. So that could easily be equal to what the class costs. If oh, you get. I'm sure that. So yeah. not just a crash, which obviously is going to impact financially and everything else, but. And most insurance providers. When they students provide the card that we've given them, uh -huh. we'll give a discount. Most people make that right. that investment yeah. in the class they, back within a year yeah. of insurance premiums going. They definitely did yeah. that for my boys. And most, yeah. Yeah. most apparels, mm -hmm. shops, whether it's a dealer or yeah, well, cycle gear or yeah. the other type of apparel shops, most of them will give a discount for people who have taken a rider class. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then outside of the the actual. Um, money costs, fiscal costs of that injury is, you know, that you're left, you're left with whatever you've broken or damaged. So, um, yeah, I just, I think that that, that, that tiny amount of money it would take, take that class that they're in will then give you the skills to well, save the well, That's the beginner sure. class. We have others. We have yeah, an experience yeah. class, which is yeah. a great class for those who used to ride, but, you know, it's been a year or two, yep. hop back on the bike. Yep. That yep. one's a hundred now. Yeah. Well, the experience course is $100. Mm -hmm. The yeah. uh, returning rider course is is $150, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And We're then, relying on an old feeble brain. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I had another question too, riding in groups. Like, especially, you know, Utah's got I-15. There's a lot of places that there are group rides happening. Um, and I know that there's like cars navigating around that. What's kind of the rule of riding in a group? If there's 10, 15 bikes all riding together. It should be staggered. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Utah state law allows them to ride two in a lane. Okay. Stupid. But anyway, they should be staggered. Okay. 
when they come up to a stop, they'll come up side, side, by, up side. by side. Okay. Because it makes them a bigger jump for people, other drivers. Easier to see. Yeah. Visible. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They should be staggered. They should be a second between the, the one here and the one here, at least a full second. Okay. That means there's two full seconds between the one up here yeah. and the one back here. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, my guess is safety purposes, right? Is if yeah, something correct. happens, you have that correct. escape. Right? There was something like a, you know, a deer carcass left from somebody hit a deer that morning in the right-hand portion of the lane. All the riders in the right part of the stagger can temporarily dive to the left of the lane around it and head back over. Yeah, so safety yeah. makes yeah, sense. It's, it's all safe. That's where yeah. the side-by-side -side so, thing is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I see that, like, especially I drive by Maverick on a Sunday morning, and I see the groups getting out, getting together, everybody stopping to Maverick, ready to go take a ride. Um, so you know, just knowing too, a car knowing that that's kind of how they're riding, and then as they come to a stop sign, but then again, as yeah. motorcycle riders coming into Utah, kind of circling back a little bit back to the conquest up on the road. Yeah. <laughs> if a car pulls into your group. Don't get your panties in a wad. Just let the car have a <laughs> yeah, space. Yeah. Let them get off the road. And just after the car leaves, tighten back up. Yeah. The rule of lug nuts applies. <laughs> he who has the most lug nuts wins. <laughs> yes. Motorcycles don't have lug nuts. Okay. Yeah. So allow the cars and trucks and semis and other roadway users yeah. to take the lane if they want it. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't mean you're going to just automatically assume they're going to take it. That means yeah. you you give them the right of way. <laughs> yeah. Because the rule of lug nuts applies. Yes. Well, I think about that with semis. Just think about if you're driving down the freeway and you don't have your safety gear on and think of what happens when your windshield takes a rock chip. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen when your body takes that rock chip? driving down the road or something just because that's what happens it's debris on the road it does hurt it hurts. protect yeah. yourself right it hurts. yeah and as far as that back with that staggering too the motorcyclists are they not taught to stay like in a place where they're not in the blind spot of the car are they taught to be they are one? taught to stay out of blind spots so be visible like How's, how's the motorcyclist going to know he's not in that blind spot can you see the person's face in their mirror in which mirror? Any mirror. Any mirror. Any okay. mirror. I know. <laughs> if yeah. you can see their face in the mirror, then you're not in their see. blind spot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you can't see their face in the mirror, mm -hmm. you're in their blind spot. Okay. It's like they say with big trucks. If yeah. you can't see my mirror, I can't see you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Nice. Perfect. Okay. Right. I know we've got because I don't I know our our visit our uh, our listeners don't know we probably got people online and in person today <laughs> but our folks online what do you guys have anything else to add to comment on or questions nothing good okay um i was going to finish with i had a thought now it just left me but <laughs> just again to remind me i'm i am now to the point where i'm ready to take your class how do i sign up for the class Go to utahmotorcycletraining.com. Okay. Utahmotorcycletraining.com. Okay. All one word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we'll add that. No, we, yeah. yeah. We'll add that, that, put that information in there. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's fairly simple. Okay. We try to make it user-friendly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm old. Okay? <laughs> Technology and Dan don't necessarily get along. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. if it's not simple enough for me, it's not simple enough for anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So well, I know personally when I called tracking you down, that the nice gentleman that answered the phone was amazing, like very user-friendly. So I appreciated that. Probably land and registration. Yeah. Yep. So if there if you can't get signed up, whatever, there's there should be a phone number there as well. And the number uh, is and the phone number is <laughs> 957 5200 One more time. 801-957-5200. Okay, perfect. Okay. And then we always, just because of the nature of our work, we always throw that little reminder in there. Please don't drink and drive. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> we can't say that enough. Um, Utah does have the lower um, blood alcohol level, yada, yada. But please just, uh, the two don't mix um, one way or the other, whether you're driving the car or whether you're driving the bike. So um, yeah, just a reminder with Anything that. Anything with wheels underneath I, you, I, I kind of like don't mix with, with impairments. <laughs> can't ride a horse <laughs> yeah. be intoxicated either okay so, so i'm sure just, you can but should you <laughs> yeah yeah i might get seasick or something intoxicated, but. i'm trying to see how how just, you can incorporate the lug nut comments just like be, don't yeah. just be safe okay yeah if you're gonna be drinking somewhere get a designated driver right right simple as that yeah okay definitely the first thing that goes away with alcohol Mm -hmm. and other substances is vision yeah. and judgment. Judgment, yeah. definitely. Those two yeah. major pieces are the most important pieces mm -hmm. of riding a motorcycle safe. Yeah. yeah. Period. And I mean, we talk about it, especially with legal cannabis. Uh, it still reduces your reaction time. Yeah. Um, so, and we're seeing actually a lot of people mix the two, which is where we're seeing increased crashes. So alcohol and marijuana um, but marijuana alone still decreases your reaction time. Yeah. You're still under the it's, influence. It's so, illegal. yeah. Um, you know, even if it's legal in your state or you've got a, a medical marijuana card, same Can't thing. Drive while don't do it while under <laughs> the influence. Enjoy all the stuff from home, but don't get behind yeah. a wheel on wheels behind a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Or a horse. Or and don't get on a horse. <laughs> yeah. Or a bicycle. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ago, I did a DUI on a kid. Of course, he wrecked his bicycle into the side of a car. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but I did a processing DUI. Yeah. Because he was wasted. But I'm only on a bicycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah no kidding. It's a vehicle. You still hurt yourself. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just we want people to come into our state and enjoy the beauty that we have. But we want them always to do that safely. So yes. Yeah. Anything else that we think of? You guys are awesome. And thank you for yeah. coming and sharing your information. Yeah. So, and yeah. Emma Jane, you want to give us a little uh, tidbit of what we're going to get next time for our podcast? Yeah. So for next month, I'm uh, chatting with some UFA guys and some search and rescue. And I thought we would just kind of talk about the basics of hiking and mountaineering safety. Um, I know that that is one thing that you think hiking is not that complex. I don't need to know much about it, um, but people do find themselves in lots of trouble on even just simple hikes. So we're gonna talk about uh, how to prepare and how to be safe out there. Awesome, thanks, Emma Jane. Are the rattlesnakes out yet? I don't know yet. I still need to put my dogs through that training. Yes, so. they are. As soon as the sun comes out and yep. starts warming up the rocks, they get out on the rocks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. My uh, good friend actually owns the company that trains your dog for rattlesnake avoidance. Okay. Oh, so I need to get with you, Emma Jane, because my dogs need the training. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All dogs do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, Dan, okay. thanks again so much for, for joining us. Yes. And again, everybody stay safe out there.